listening to the Power Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, this is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I'm excited to have with me today Maura Sweeney. So this woman, okay, everybody just hold on. Brace yourselves because she's going to come in with so much amazing energy. Immediately you feel it from her. And she's pretty cool. Like she's got a pretty cool, like I like to say, she looks really good on paper, but she feels good too, which is important also. So not only is she a world traveler to places like Hungary and Kosovo, Macedonia, and lecturing on things like influence and leadership, and she's an author, a podcaster, speaker. I mean, I could brag for days about this woman, but that's not the most important part about her. The most important part about her is how she's woven together all of that to create this really amazing model of what it looks like to be in your brilliance and your uniqueness. And we could all take a few lessons from her. So let's let her share some about herself. Mara, welcome to the show. Tonya, thanks so much. Um, This is really exciting for me to be on just because of the unique space that you play to and address. Oh, thank you so much. And so we're going to throw you right into the mix and ask you, what are your superpowers? I want to reduce it to a single one, but I will go beyond it. I want to call mine, mind, M-I-N-D, sight. Do you know how most people have their five senses and they have great eyesight? Well, I was always dyslexic. I would see things from the end to the beginning and I was always nearsighted. But one thing I did have was mind sight, meaning I would see things with my mind, my inner mind. And as a result, I could see things before they happen. I could see people heading in the wrong direction. Mm. I'm not saying I was a woo-woo personality by any means. But I literally could see things. I could see questions, issues, problems, and even individuals through a completely different and unusual lens that really lent itself to a lot of situations. The second thing I want to offer about my mind sight is that because I have it, I have this ability to be able to be in someone's company. It could be at work, you know, had a long corporate career, or it could be socially. I'll start talking, I'll ask a few questions, and the next thing I know, I can see something within them that I would consider a gem. It's usually something they are born with. It's an innate uh, series of skills or abilities, or there's a quality that is just remarkable, longing for exposure and promotion. And I am so on fire about things like this because in my mind, since the time I was very young, I knew there was a better world. And I think most people have all been taught and patterned to repeat the world and answer to the world rather than going within, finding out what their talents, their curiosities, their skills and desires are, tapping into those and living out of those spaces and literally becoming their biggest and most authentic self, but in the process, stepping out and displaying what it's like to create a new world to replace and overlay the current world we've all been living in. Wow. I love the whole long answer to a short question. Hey, you know what? It's supposed to be. You're a powerful person. You know, the whole mindset conversation is so huge. It really lends itself nicely to, you know, how I see a lot of people kind of stepping out tentatively into this space because, you know, we all kind of get it. You know, there's all kinds of this, like, I think there's something more, like I sense it. And when people talk to us, like, like we know, we know if what they're saying is congruent with what we're picking up from them energetically, but 
But until you give it voice, until you say, you know what, I think this is a powerful thing for me to be using, you know, you kind of do what you see being modeled. And so for you to kind of come out with that and say, this was my experience. This is how I use it. This is the value that it has. It's hugely powerful to those people, you know, sitting here listening and they don't even know that that's a thing, you know? I'm glad you even referenced it that way where you said there's more. And most people may feel or maybe they'll get this little inkling like, I know there's more I could do or I know I've got some other ideas. But because they're so accustomed to seeing our existing world, they question themselves or let's say they're tentative. And what happens if there's somebody out there who's got an idea that's really breakthrough? Unless they see other people modeling their own version of breakthrough or better, or more, they tend not to know where to go. So in some regards, I almost want to say I'm like a little pioneer on my, on my own, saying to other people, come on, I've jumped off the ship. I haven't drowned. The water's fine. Come on in and you could swim too. And I think oh, that that's very powerful and very inclusive. Absolutely. Well, and that I talk a lot about the, you know, I kind of break the journey up from the traditional mindset into what I call the evolved consciousness and then the abstract frequency. And those people who are tiptoeing and like dipping their little toes into the abstract frequency, what they're discovering is exactly what you're talking about, which is there is a space that we all move into that is inclusive. It is synergistic. It is collaborative, but you can only get there once you have traversed through all of the phases of that evolved consciousness, which include who am I? Like, what are my gifts? Like, what did I come here to do? Like all of that purpose-driven conversation that we've all been having over the last few decades has led up to the point of, well, what happens after that? And very few people are talking about it and no one warned us that there's something after that. You know, we kind of all thought that was the goal, but this is where the real fun starts to me. I'm having a blast playing in that collaborative space. I think that's great. For me, it's fun. A couple of decades ago in the telecom industry, I was thrown into leadership, didn't even want the job. And I thought, oh my gosh, how do I get all these people to sell stuff when I don't want to be a pushy person? And I had to learn how to employ every asset I had at my disposal. And a lot of it had to be creative, intuitive. I had to really search for new ways because back then, you know, they had a lot of people in leadership that were just telling people what to do, which was never my style. And so as a result, not only did I learn new ways to lead and to almost like bring people collectively into a new space, but I learned the power of what takes place when people are developed into their areas of expertise and promoted and celebrated because not only are they more individually feeling empowered or uh, let's say purposeful, but in addition to that, they add that energy to the collective and as a result, everyone wins everyone benefits and the entire group rises up to another level. It's extremely powerful. And back then, I don't even know if there were words to describe it, but I was extremely aware of the kinds of atmospheres that can be created in different places and how different responses and successes could result as out of it. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's amazing what happens when you break out of that kind of separation, segmentation, kind of phase, you know, but it takes some doing, you know, through many phases of my existence, I worked with different groups and different models. And what I find is that as, you know, individuals rise in consciousness and as the world rises and as, as groups and everything else, 
the conversation has to change. And, you know, I, I, the listeners on here know that I'm, I'm very fond of saying, you know, once you have mastered a process, it's over, like you're done. Like you can't use it any longer. Like it, the purpose of everything is to get you to the next place. And then there's something else to get you to move on beyond that. That is the game that we're playing. And it sucks for people who like to get comfortable. <laughs> like it's, it's not really designed for that. You're right. You're right. Because it's always pressing at the edges. But see, I look at it completely differently. And I think, isn't it awesome to know that there's always a new adventure? There's an, another place to expand. There are new solutions. There's new ways of looking at things. I love it. And to me, I actually... I, at some level, compare all of this to happiness. It's like there's a collective upward lift when you continue to operate in those kinds of places because the air is lighter, the energy is higher, people tend to show forth their best. And even those, let's say, that are not operating at that level end up moving up without even realizing it. And it's just, I really expect to see that become a different model for our society, not just here in the States, but really globally. We are at that juncture right now where I think a lot of people are tired of same old, same old, and they know there's got to be more. And we've got to find new ways to get to the more and get to the better, to get to the collective, and to get truly to another level that we are all capable of getting to if we would, let's say, step out of our comfort zones or be willing to step into really new dimensions that are ours to walk into if we just have the courage and I would say partway the vision to get there. And I agree completely with that. And it, to me, it's like, it keeps me entertained. Like I get super bored otherwise. I'll, I tell, people all the time are like, you know, all the businesses that we've created, we being my husband and I have been hybrid blue ocean strategy, like all these. I'm like, if it's been done before, I have no interest at all. And I just had to acknowledge that about myself a long time ago, that it's always going to be different and I'm always going to be paving way. But that doesn't mean I don't have my moments of, you know, kind of stomping my foot and my husband will tell you like, you know, where's my Tonya or where's my guy, you know, where, you know, he just like gently reminds me that, you know, that's what I wanted. And so, but it's really being okay to sit in the space that you're asking for. And to say, okay, if I want things to look differently, then I have to be willing to do things differently. And that means that there is no blueprint for it. There is no guide for it. And that's okay. You know, I'm on this massive like kick right now to find uh, what I'm calling the superpower allies, like all the people who are doing things in a way that means that there's nobody ahead of them pointing the way. But if you look to your right and left, there are others doing that in their space. And if we all just kind of look side to side and go, oh, there are people here. They're just not ahead of me where we're trained to look for people. And, you know, cause we always think the people behind mm-hmm. us can't really give us guidance and can't really support us because they don't really know what's going on and you don't have anyone ahead of you. But if you just look to your sides, you know, there's always transferable skill sets and collaboration and fun projects and synergies and stuff when you're able to sit in that community space. I definitely agree with you. I remember as a child, I knew intuitively I was a pioneer. I knew it didn't mean like I was going to be going cross country in a country (laughs) wedding. I didn't even know what it meant, but I knew that that was my calling. Mm -hmm. And here's the interesting thing. When we're pioneering, sometimes we don't even know where we're going, but we are following certain unctions, interests. You know, we get new ideas and we run into different people. But I have noticed the same thing, Tonya. The more you get on that path, you may not find anyone specifically in front of you 
because it's your path. But you end up being surrounded by people that are on their own path, all moving forward en masse. And there's this exchange of encouragement and support. And even I want to say ideas that tend to go back and forth. So everybody spurs one another on. Mm, I call them concentric circles. Yeah. And then there's always overlap and there's crossover and it's just fun. Like, I just think it's a lot of fun. But speaking of fun, what I didn't mention in your introduction and I really want to hear about is your trademarked ambassador of happiness. Funny, what? right? <laughs> this is, I, I tell people, I was, I met, oh, maybe a month or so ago at an event with a recently retired general. And he said to me, Maura, you are so full, filled with enthusiasm. He said, it's like everything that comes out of your mouth. He said, were you always this happy? I said, to, and he, how did you get this title, Ambassador of Happiness? I said, frankly, I made it up. There <laughs> never was an Ambassador of Happiness, but I was actually given the moniker, uh, I bet, a little over a year ago, I was invited to speak at the first Nelson Mandela Day celebrations. And I was so thrilled because I thought, oh my gosh, I feel like I've been waiting a lifetime to do just this thing, even though I didn't know it existed. And they had various dignitaries. And they said, Maura, how would you like us to introduce you? I said, well, my name's Maura Sweeney. I work for myself. My website's more for you. And I really inspire people to find their own sense of happiness and authentic living. And so they said to me, well, we're going to call you the ambassador of happiness. So not only did they do it once, but they did it for another event they had me speak at. People heard that and they cracked up. They were like, Maura, we already knew you were the the ambassador and the Goodwill ambassador. We love it. And then I got it trademarked. But now I end up still going overseas and speaking at various places. And I have been interviewed on places like Serbian News and Macedonian Press. I've been introduced to various universities as the ambassador of happiness. And somebody who's listening today, they need to hear this. Had I had, let's say, my own choice in life growing up and choosing what I was going to do, I really envisioned myself as a goodwill ambassador to Latin America. My family wanted me to be a lawyer. That was not my calling. Here I am, like 30-something years later. I've traveled to all these foreign countries. I write about anecdotal stories. I write about the things that make us who we are. I encourage people to move forward in what they love. And I have my own self-style title that I literally made up. And I am received that way wherever I go for a position that never existed. And here's an awesome thing, Tonya. There's no government. There's no corporation. There's no daddy. There's nobody telling me what my title means, I am that title and I embody it. And it continues to grow and pick up space and pick up receptive people that want to hear some of those thoughts that are already alive within them, but they just needed ways to express them. Mm, One of them I being love that. concentric circles. Funny you should mention it because I talk about that as a replacement for the kind of models we've seen so far of scarcity and pyramids. Mm-hmm. I see everybody as, as a circle of influence. Mm. And boy, when you could start seeing others like that, you see all the gifts you have around you. You can appreciate others around you and everybody ends up seeing their own value, their own worth and collectively bringing the masses up. I love that. That is absolutely powerful and so extremely perfect. So I know that we need to move on and I don't want to. So I just want to sit here and gab with you all day long. But let's move into our final question, which is around the idea of a time when you kind of got your own internal guidance. You know, you talk a lot about the intuitive and listening to that. 
can you think of a really powerful example of when you took that guidance and took action with it, what transpired because of that? Mm. You know, I could use several times in my life because I think I've gone from one place to another. But I'm going to tell you, it was a time midlife. I had already done so many things, but I had been a homeschooling mom. I was a co-owner of a business with my husband. Our daughter was getting ready to go 1,500 miles away. And it was like, okay, are we going to keep doing the same stuff and just sail into the sunset as these, you know, midlife people that have a nice quality of life, supposedly, financially, but we were not really fulfilled. And here I was at midlife going from being this relatively obscure, quiet person living in suburbia to saying, you know what, I'm going to take everything I've ever been, everything I've ever been interested in, every tool from my background, and I'm going to take it as far as I can to become one of the most influential voices in the world for a space that doesn't yet exist, but we need it. And here I am. So that was a biggie. It took a lot of guts because, you know, you figure a midlife woman, she's going to be involved in the media. Her face is out there. She's using her name. And it sounds ridiculous. I said to somebody the other day, it sounds almost stupid, but I was willing to go do it and just continue doing it and continue working on my blogs, my videos, my opportunities to speak. And I just took my own advice that I would give to other people. Take what you love, take those passions and continue to work with them, play with them, which is a good word for you, Tonya, and keep experimenting. And ultimately you end up creating the new you from the inside out, which goes right back to my mantra, living happy from the inside out. Stop trying to do what the world tells you. You step into yourself, find out what your soul wants, and then discover and play with different ways to bring that out into the world. You feel better. The world is blessed by you. And the life of that just continues to go onward and upward. Oh, absolutely. It's so perfect. I love that. And I know that our listeners are going to want to know more about you. Where can we send them for more information? Easiest way to find me is beyond if, you know, if they like to listen and they're on iTunes, look for my name, Maura Sweeney, Living Happy Inside Out. But the command central for me is my name, Maura, M as in Mary, A-U-R-A, followed by for the number and you the letter, Maura4U.com, because whoever you are, whatever your background, wherever you're from, whatever hurdles you have in life, I am for you. And they could find blogs, they could find books, they could find uh, podcasts, the connections with Huffington Post. I have an e-course for emotional intelligence, and I have a place to find out if you ever want me to come and speak to your group. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been delightful. Same here, Tonya. And you know what? I have to tell you, thank you and congratulations for the space that you are occupying because what you're doing today is something that 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I wish there was a vocabulary for, a place to go, an environment where people like me could think, reason, and grow and be inspired. So I'll be listening to you. (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And to all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. And until next time, Go out, discover your superpowers, and change the world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.